0: Walking along this street, in front of me there's a monastery with its golden domed top. And oh, there's another one there as well with multiple domes. Very, very ornate. And to my eyes, this is a kind of very sort of more of an eastern way of uh, having churches to what I grew up with, with the kind of more, you know, English brick uh and stained glass kind of approach oh there's another one here there's there's absolutely loads of monasteries where i am at the moment it's friday afternoon in kiev and apart from being surrounded by a massive amount of monasteries i'm here to meet the creators of tight magazine i'm definitely entering into a zone that feels full of monasteries um if if i just turn around and do a 360 degree thing, I can count 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, possibly 9, maybe 10. TIGHT is an online zine full of good words and good images on good music. It's available in both English and Russian and it's expansively international in its scope. Ah, and here they are.
1: So my name is Tanya, I'm editor at TIGHT magazine and I'm also a freelance journalist the same as Maya
2: yeah all, all the same I'm actually editor of tight uh, and uh, communications managers schema parties so uh, all of my job connected with the music industry in Kiev
0: and can you tell me a little bit about what tight is
2: so Tide is
1: an online zine, we call it this way, online zine about music and accompanying arts and technology.
2: The magazine was launched at April 2018. It was born from the need that we should
1: like, launch our own magazine because we had, like, a lot of thoughts, a lot of ideas and we, um, like, haven't had a proper platform where we could, like, express ourselves as we want, like...
2: Yeah, we were at the festival in Estonia mm. because uh, I got... Um, Press accreditation, press tour to this festival, and uh, I proposed to Tanya and Vita to go with me to this festival to have having fun together.
1: The festival was the whole disaster, and uh, we were just we felt like okay if we would have like a platform or a magazine, we would like uh, write something like uh, critical about that festival, or that's how the conversation started about the magazine. (laughs)
0: Yeah, it's very very well curated. The magazine is a sort of a theme and a tone,
1: every material that comes out um, on Tide, all of them they are based on our intuition. It's like the first, and our personal taste is. So that's why we call it online zine, because it's like uh, fun zine, like we do it like as a hobby, but. Right now we don't feel it like a hobby. It's our regular job. <laughs> Actually, uh, I have to say that uh, Tide. It's not only us. It's also um, our art de- director and designer, and also a web editor. <laughs> she's like a combination of different jobs. Uh, Vita. She's uh, she hasn't managed to be here because she's in Brazil right now. Oh
0: <laughs> shame! Then, I bet it's really cold.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: So your perspective on music is very international?
1: Yes, that's true, because we could have right about the local theme, but we are very selective in that way. We always try to support local artists, but um, as for the initial idea of Tide, we try to observe like the topics that are connected with electronic music, with art, uh, in a global perspective, and uh, that opens up a lot of possibilities for us not to in Kiev like to be global in a way to travel to speak to a lot of different people and that's an important aspect actually uh, of our work.
0: Why do you think that electronic music seems to be playing quite a big part in in this new Kiev or your your Kiev?
2: First of all, and one very important things, um, for example, in Russia you see what happened now, and it's uh, all the clubs closed, uh, outline and armor closed uh, because of the government who want to um, control everything. But our government just want to grab money, <laughs> and they don't control culture. And this is a very big plus for Kiev because they don't care what's happening happening in the in this area that's why uh, we have a lot of freedom in this area and uh, people have freedom to do the parties to make big parties like schema and no one cares
1: and also because of the new generation that are more open Um, we had like raves and uh, rave parties before in the 90s but now it's a new period and now the new generation came like people of my age of uh, older and they are more open to some new style because be- before uh, it was completely different situation they... and maybe
2: uh, electronic music is a good way to communicate with each other so, yeah, for example yeah. Schema Paris you need to experience it but uh, it's very huge it's like 4 or 5 or 6 thousand people who met meet together uh, at the party and uh, what I like in Schema so much is that uh, it's different part of uh, Kiev for example like uh, this creative community this uh, people from uh, like um, hooligans you know, this football hooligans can be at Schema, and uh, people from uh, not such a good districts of Kyiv can be there. And it gathered all of these people together, and it looks amazing because you know, you, when you go to some parties uh, like. Very small, and it gathered like this um, this small community. But schema schema can show you how how many communities we have, and how it can uh, live together, can dance together,
1: somewhat offer exchange point between all these people, (laughs) like this uh, schema party. Yeah.
0: We walk from the monasteries into a vast epic park, high up to the side of the Dnipro River. Here, up on a hill, we perch by a monument known as the Flame of Glory Bowl. It does this thing that Soviet-era architecture sometimes does with me, where it feels like a set from a piece of classic science fiction. After all, we are looking at something direct from an abandoned future. Can we talk a bit about where we are? You, you picked this place for us to do the interview today. Can you tell me a little bit about why you picked here? Yes,
2: it's question to our tour uh, guide, Maya. <laughs> yeah, actually, you told me that you want to ask about Kiev, and uh, this is a very special topic for me because I'm from Kiev. I was born in the center of Kiev, uh, opposite from uh, Vladimirsky Cathedral, and I really love this city. I've feel this city, all of my heart and body, I don't know. And uh, why we choose this place? Uh, it's a very popular, touristic <laughs> place, but this place can show you a lot of stuff about Kiev. For example, this monument, uh, it calls Rodinomati in Russia, it's like mother, Motherland we call it. <laughs> uh, it. It was built in, uh, in the end of Soviet period, it was built in 1986. 1980s- 82 it was open uh, and uh, it's a typical um, brutalism architecture Soviet modernism uh, and all of this museum uh, it's uh, museum of Second uh, World War and why actually we are here because uh, we are Pacific person, and we hate war. We really hate war. And uh, I have a tattoo here. Excellent. (laughs) tattoo. I I, I think uh, all of this stuff, all of this uh, tanks uh, and uh, war stuff need to be in museum, not in real life. We need to see it with a picture of uh, the war, what war uh, gives us, and uh, understand that it's not... uh, it's, it's fucking insane in 2019, so yeah. this is a very important and actually this is a view of uh, the Dnipro River Oh, uh, and bridge Paton Bridge, which connect left side and right side of Kiev. So I think this place connected a lot of period of history of Ukraine. For example, Kiev Rus, uh, Soviet uh, time, and uh, modern. Modern, <laughs> modern time. Modern <laughs> yeah. Kiev. So yeah, you, it, it, at this place you can see all the period of Kiev's history, and it's. I, I love to be here. Uh, at night or in evening because no no one there and it's very inspired atmosphere
1: we're sitting sitting in the uh, on the grass drinking wine and also yes. we often come uh, here when some artists arrive to Kiev and then we come Um, Here every time and show them like this place, and everyone is super, super fascinated with this place.
0: There seems to be this sort of feeling to me, as just a new person here, just grabbing a little snapshot, that there's a lot of contrast in Kiev between the old and the new, and sort Mm -hmm. of influences from different places and influences that perhaps originally come from here.
2: Yeah, for sure. We have a lot of uh, influences from Russia from the Soviet period and from Europe for example now we have a lot of influences from Europe because of the things (laughs) uh, what happened last four years but um, I think we me and Tanya, because we was we were born when Soviet uh, period ended and uh, we gathered all these influences because we know everything about Soviet period, we know everything about perestroika period. It's a very hard time for our people. And actually now we live um, in 2019, we were a lot of in a lot of cities all over the world. We saw how people in Europe lives, how people in East uh, lives. So yes, we have a lot of influences, but it's a really special thing because uh, we gathered all of this and, uh, for example, my parents uh, don't have all this stuff in mind, how like we have. And uh, I think this is our um, power, I don't know how to say, not, maybe not power, okay. but we have uh, something uh, on our minds, I don't know because of these things
1: for me and maya we have this very strong relationships with the city because sometimes we hate it sometimes we love it and sometimes it annoys us very much and that's interesting because for me it was one period of time like maybe a year or two years ago when i hated everything about this city because of its ugliness because of this uh, all of these disasters uh, because like of the absence of infrastructure like architecture everything and then um something like clicked in uh, in our minds and we um, started to perceive key from some different perspective we see only beauty even in all these disasters, like in all these uh, shitty buses, uh, shitty uh, dirty streets in winter. And we started to notice the beauty. And this is very nice. And uh, this actually inspires us very much right now. Like all these uh, things we were not not noticing like previously.
0: What happened? What was the thing that clicked?
2: I don't know, but these things happened with uh, a lot of people in Kiev. Because, for example, two or three years ago, when I talked with my friends, everyone said uh, that I want to move to Berlin, for example, or I want to move to Madrid, or I don't know. But now, when I talk with my friends who lives in Ky- who live in Kiev. Uh, all of them told that I want to stay here and I want to do something here because I feel this power, I feel inspired because of all of these things, because all of us feel these changes. I don't know how to say and why these changes happened, but we feel it and we started to love it. And uh, first and general thing about Kiev and why we love it so much, because of the people, maybe it's... Just about our community, a community of creative scene. Uh, I don't know, but uh, I feel very like it's a big family, and we uh, support each other. Because, uh, for example, our friend, friend of us, uh, they are tattooers, and uh, they just opened a tattoo studio here in Kiev. It's very cool tattoo studio, and we. Me and Tanya support uh, them, and they support us with the magazine, and uh, we support Schema, for example. Yeah. So this is like big family. And when, when uh, friends from Europe ca- ca- came to us, come to us, they feel this, and they don't want to leave. They want to stay here. All of them told us, "Oh, I need to move to Kiev because I feel I don't know what they are feeling th- here." But I think it's. Uh, Kind of warm feelings.
0: I mean, that's definitely what I feel here, you know, because you can sort of pick up on this kind of creative energy, you know, here as well. Yes. You know, so it's not just the creative energy that I feel in terms of cool-looking people walking around. Although there is yeah. that, it's just like I can sort. Of, there's something I can't quite describe, but I can feel like changes going on here, you know, yeah, like I can kind of. Uh, uh,
2: we talked when we talked about spring. Uh, we're always really, really waiting for spring because. Uh, uh, winter in kiev is awful really mm. awful you saw
0: it i know but i'm, I'm a weirdo I, I love i love cold
2: <laughs> i don't i i don't <coughs> like it and the winter in good kiev time. it's awful and we always really wait for spring because we know that uh, there are a lot of time uh, with uh, good weather with good uh, feelings with uh, we know that changes will com- come yeah. yeah gonna come yeah. and i think the same period in Kiev right now, uh, because we all we all have some feelings. This all good is uh, gonna come. To yeah,
0: us, yeah.
2: And we feel it.
0: After the interview, hunger kicks in. We walk a kilometer or so through a yard to a door marked only with the kind of stickers you find on a DJ's flight case. Down some steps, the smell of rich ramen broth hits my nose. We've entered a restaurant called Noodles vs Marketing, and I instantly fall in love with food again. The name amuses me, but it says a lot about this new creative attitude I'm finding here. Knowing, sharp and irreverent. Maya and Tanya's generation were born into an independent Ukraine, not the Soviet one. They're creating something fresh that belongs to them. I feel there's a real sense that this is their city, and their time. Anyway, after feasting on ramen, I feel a disco nap coming on. Because right now, Friday afternoon is rapidly mutating into Friday evening. It's coming up time for me to experience clubbing here for myself. The music you heard in this episode is chosen by Maya and Tanya. You heard "Exile" by A Body. An MVA deck by Acid Jordan. Both these tracks are released on the compilation Shits 01, a Kiev-based record label, an experimental event series focusing on innovative and obscure underground music. You can buy the compilation as a limited edition DVD or as an MP3 via their Bandcamp page. All the music you hear in this series is by Kiev-based artists.